What's up, guys? I have a quick, exciting announcement. This November is my first mini Burning in Hell tour. We're going to Philly, Boston. We're going to Long Island. Paige DeSorbo's coming. Jesse Jaws is coming and more. I think Love Fur. We'll see. Click the link in the bio of this podcast for tickets or my Instagram. You'll figure it out. You guys are smart, and I hope to see you guys there. <laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, guys? I'm your host, Hannah Burner. We have a very exciting episode today. I am with the self-proclaimed, not skinny, but not fat, Amanda Hirsch. Hi. <laughs> She's a certified bravaholic, which we'll get into. Uh-huh. VPR ambassador. Oh, she's reading off my Instagram. Uh-huh. Honey, I, <laughs> I do my research. <laughs> and creator of the Instagram account with over 135,000 followers, at not skinny, but not that. I'm 138, Hannah. That was so rude of me. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Excuse me. What's funny is I don't know this chick. Like, I didn't know you. Oh, uh-huh. I You're was like, like who? Hey. Who are we talking about? <laughs> Where are we jumping into? But I had some people slide into my DMs in a non-sexual way and say, do you know not skinny, not fat? And I was like, no, I don't. And they were like, you need to. And I was like, calm down. And then like three other people told me. And I was like, fine. The universe wants us to meet. True. It was the same for me. It was weird because I had a bunch of people say the same thing about you. And we're both probably like a little bit egotistical that we were like, let her talk to me, whatever. (laughs) I know. So I went on your podcast last week. Right. And we hadn't even followed each other on Instagram. I know. We did a live follow. We did a live follow together at the same exact time because... We wanted it to be an equal power balance friendship. Right. And we can also admit that we were like, that we knew each other. We heard about each other. We were told to like connect and that we both kind of like, we're like, okay, open to it, but kind of waiting for the other person Honestly, to make the move. I did end up letting my walls down with you and now I'm vulnerable <laughs> and I'm scared. And that's why now I'm bringing you to hell. But you guys, if you want to hear me on Amanda's podcast, Not Skinny But Fat. Not Skinny But Not Fat, Hannah. (laughs) Skinny But Not Fat. No, Hannah. Oh, skinny. Skinny But Not Fat is okay. Anyway, Not Skinny But Not Fat. Sorry. I've been like, I just got out of bed at 3 p.m. today Um, because I was editing my podcast and I'm a little sluggish. Lucky. I would never call you fat. Thanks, babe. I would also call you I'm so skinny. not, not, not fat. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Um, so basically, what was I saying about that? Oh, oh yeah, you were saying you were podcast. on my podcast. It was so much fun. We were giggly and full of energy. And today we're going to be dark. And, <laughs> and we're going to cry. <laughs> no, but I had so much fun. We talked a lot of Bravo dirt. We did talk a lot of Bravo dirt. And I don't remember all of it because I was just on such a high. It was such a high. And it was also like people DM me and they were like, it just sounded like two friends just like chatting and having people fun. like us together. Like, why do you think people wanted us to meet? Well, I guess, well, we realize on my podcast that we're both born and raised in New York, that we both went to like the same high school. Well, these are all creepy coincidences that that's kind of crazy. Like, I don't think I ever met anyone. And this is like a big thing to say that like coincidentally went to my high school that I'm because like I'm out of high school for like. 30 years. I no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For, oh, shit, 2006, man. So I was 2009. Right. I wasn't there when you were there because I got there junior year. However, we both went to the Beacon School, which is like a pretty small 
liberal artsy, liberal artsy progressive, school. no grades. Like, but okay, I know I'm like flipping this already, but it's kind of crazy that you transferred high school's junior year. Like, did you make friends? I'm jealous of those people that. You know, they know what their bridesmaids are going to be from like oh. from like 12 years old. They're yeah. like, me, Amanda, Jessica, Jennifer, and <laughs> Stephanie. And they're like, we've been together forever. Like, I have had so many different friend groups my whole life. I even just now, I'm kind of going through a new like repurposing of friends, to be honest. Because like summer house people are your friends now? Well, it's like, don't tempt me with a friend cut because I fucking... It's orgasmic. Oh my god, for me, for me too. It's so I bad. I love cutting people it's out. It's so bad. Like, do, I have friends who are like, well, like... <laughs> kind of give you shit and I'm like don't tempt me with not wanting to talk to you again because that just frees up so many more hours of me scrolling my own Instagram stories <laughs> which I love to do I liked you because when I f- I just picked a random episode to start listening to and you were just shitting on your sister <laughs> in the funniest way and I don't know why but that was really like charming and beautiful to me and oh, I was like you, I babe. love her oh, well New you. Yorkers if if you're not if I'm not mean to you it means I don't like you. I like, know. Recently, me and Paige were in the car together, and we've recently been like um, a little driving more up to Summer House. <coughs> no comment. We recently have been meaner to each other. We got to the point in our friendship where we're like, we'll be like, you're a fucking bitch. That means you're so close. That like, means you're best but like friends. really jokey, but still like, I'll be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't wear so many ugly clothes around <laughs> me because it's disgusting, and she'll think it's the funniest thing. I love the point when you could get really mean in your friendship. I know. So that's why with my sister it's easier because a lot of times my friends don't get it, and it's like that's why it's like hard for me with friends sometimes because it's like if you can't allow me to take like wrath out on you and be a bitch to you and like tell you the truth about things then like how can we we be friends so with my sister it really is the easiest and the younger sister it's like just a punching bag but you moved to israel yeah that sounds random to you yeah can you explain that to me well my mom and my dad got married when my mom was 18 years old she met him in Israel. He was American, like Americans that are Jewish come to like do a kibbutz thing. Have What's you heard? Kib- have you heard of what a kibbutz is ever? It, but it's it's not like um, the, it's like a small the, commune. It's not birthright. No, it's not birthright. <laughs> it's not. Can you go on birthright? I, I think I can. Wait, is your mom or your dad Jewish? My di- my dad is not. My dad's dad's Jewish. It's a whole thing. Oh, so you're not even like half Jewish. Like Jewish guys can't marry me unless I like convert. Would you? Maybe I I'm so not religious that I'm you can, I don't know if I'll even I dated a guy who was kosher once and we'd fight because if you don't know being kosher means like you can't combine meat and cheese yeah I'm fucking Italian all I do is eat chicken parmesan I'm from New York so I have bacon egg and cheese in the morning and he would just look at me in such disgust no, and that's I was like hard. you know what no that's really hard or like cheeseburgers hello that's like really hard even though sometimes Are I you kosher? get it no not at all. I'm like the I'm like not kosher. I'm like I eat bacon, but <laughs> not I, kosher, but not kosher. Not kosher, but not kosher. But do you like? Do you ever eat like a bacon, egg, and cheese, or do you ever eat something and you're like, my tummy would probably like this more if I didn't have the cheese? I literally walked here and w- ordered from <laughs> Starbucks this new biscuit chicken sausage with bacon and cheddar. Oh my god! An stop. egg. How's and your I tummy? looked at it and I was like, I don't need bacon and sausage and cheddar yeah but what am i gonna do take the bacon out so you ate that yeah <laughs> that's why i went to the bathroom before because i was like in case it needs to come out it needs to come out now <laughs> no, it didn't come it out it didn't come out so i love that we're waiting we'll I see love what that happens you went i always have to poop when i get places it was a preventative like i have to go to the bathroom 
in every place I go. Oh, me too. Just to like check <laughs> how it is. It, like I will love a, a restaurant just because I love the bathroom. To poop or to pee? Either. Either. I don't discriminate. You don't discriminate. I also think that the bathroom is the one place that you have like solitude. Yeah. I fucking love solitude. You do? Yeah, like I'll leave a dinner sometimes just because I want to sit in the bathroom alone for like four minutes. OMG. Or like when you used to work because now you don't work anymore, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, did you ever go to the bathroom to like get Are a you kidding me? And like okay. sit there for the hours? The worst part is when I worked in sales, I went to the bathroom between every other cold call <laughs> just to like, you know, you go, you say cry. hi to everyone, you go to the bathroom to cry, you come back, <laughs> you have a good call, you go to the bathroom to poop, you come back, bad call, go to the bathroom to cry. And I go to the bathroom all the time. Even just girls can pee at any yeah, moment. Yeah, no, I literally can pee at any moment. It's one of our many gifts. Yeah. Back to you. Okay. Sorry <laughs> in terms of your job is fascinating because like we're both in this very entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. like you want to have different avenues of revenue. Right. What are your, what's your setup right now for people listening? How old are you? How do you make your money? What's going on with you? Oh my you? God, Hannah. And what are you making? What's your social she's security? Get, she's getting so personal. I know. Oh my God, this reminded me. Sorry, just really quick. We had this couple friends over for dinner, Israeli, and the girl was telling me she's on this diet. And I was like, cool. And I was like, what's the diet? And she was like, basically, you eat protein, like nothing else, whatever. And I was like, well, obviously, you'll lose weight if you're like just eating chicken all day mm-hmm. and not even eating vegetables, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was telling them about it. I was like, oh my God, I was so skinny one summer. I was whatever. I don't remember what I said. I was like, I think I was like 120 pounds. And, and the guy's like, and what are you right now? And he said, it's so nonchalant. No, he's like, and can I ask what you are now? And this was like the second double date. And I literally just look at him and I go, no. But like also, <laughs> why does he need that information? Like what? Maybe you wanted to compare and contrast. Like if she said she was at her prime at 120, then what is she now? I was literally like, um, no, you can't. But that's not that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, actually, so yeah, the Insta world is like crazy, as you know, yes. and it's like so competitive. Yes. And when I started it, we talked about this last time, like I'm not a financially like smart person all the time. <laughs> I didn't like, I'm sh- no, I'm not like, I wish I was like, you said you got a manager, right? To like handle your yeah. shit. Like I'm not. I don't like bargain. I take things as people like give them to me, you know, like like, I'll pay you to promote you. (laughs) This sounds weird, but it feels right. No. So I just started it out of my love for like writing and like making people laugh and stuff like that. But what were you doing during the day? So during that time I was recruiting, which I still am, but I was recruiting full time. Headhunting I heard is so hard because you're like selling people who on their own have so many variables like they can decide they don't want stuff they can right do you agree? but this i do which is why i didn't i'm not interested in it as like a whole yeah but this company that i started for was doing that for specifically c-level people like ceos and blah 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 um. and specifically for media so that's something i was like i'm in media i like c-level you know at least Has i it could like do you network at all with well yeah stuff? you meet a lot of people you do meet a lot of people and like you know, you're you're talking only to like, you know, someone who wants to be the uh, chief creative officer of McCann Erickson. Like you're talking to people that are that you'd really want. to. Yeah. You're not like, you know, on LinkedIn, if you ever go on and you see like, oh, looking for like a junior analyst for it's not that kind of company. Do you it's ever like, get intimidated talking to C-level people on the phone? No, but behind email, I'm like not intimidated of, of anything. You know what I but mean? But when you're like on the phone. Oh, no, them. I don't talk to them on the phone. 
You I never just coordinate. Do? No, I just oh. coordinate. So it's very like I coordinate and then the partner of the company like meets them and like does. I like find the people. Mm. I like go. I'm like. And do you have people that always come back to you when they yes. like, are done with their. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's how you keep. And the thing yet. is, when I first got into it, what I was fascinated about, because I'm sure not a lot of this is interesting, but this is, <laughs> is like with recruiting, you are looking for someone who's in a job. You're not looking for someone who's unemployed, which I didn't get at the very beginning. I was like, but he's working somewhere. And they yeah. were like, yeah, yeah, we want them to work else like for the company we're looking for. So it's always pulling people out of where they are. That's why a lot of you people who are listening right now in a job that you don't like that's okay. You don't have to fucking like quit it and move to New Zealand and like s- become a surfboard instructor. <laughs> surfboard. Well, they teach surfboards. A <laughs> surfing instructor. <laughs> like you can have your job, start your side hustle while interviewing for other exactly. things. Exactly. Exactly. And you and that at that time I was doing that and then sort of started my Instagram. And actually, it's not that like of a um, like a fabulous story as it is that at that time I was like kind of depressed because we had just moved here from Israel sorry just going back oh like I got you I, and your husband me and my husband met him in Israel while I, was, while I was there for a vacation stayed there for five years ended up marrying him after we got married I was like let's move back to New York came Wait, here you met him on vacation then didn't come back yes babe how like romantic is that that is the most romantic spontaneous shit ever I know and I don't look like that type of a person I a, don't. a guy was like ask we we're talking about going ice skating the other day and I was like That's I can't come scary. <laughs> I was like that's real I'm not that adventurous I'm just gonna hold on to the side oh, of the ring the whole Anna, time. Anna, you're in like an athlete. Ice skating for you is like I'm like weirdly. Wait, a guy asks you in the summer to go ice skating? I don't know. He plays hockey. It's like a whole thing. I can't get into it right now. Okay. Anyway, stop trying to fucking okay. transition on me. <laughs> so then, what made you start this Instagram? So I was saying, like, when I moved here, I was very like oh, it'll be great. I'm moving back to New York. Like, I just not been here for a few years. Like, what's the big deal? Everything should be like back to normal. Get a job. We'll start a life. And then I was like, hold the fuck up. And I just went into like a dark hole of mostly anxiety because I would say like depressed, but I'm not like a depressed person. Why did you guys move here again? It was just like one of those things where I got stuck there for five years. And then I was sort of like, wait, we should try New York. Like, my family's in New York. I, like, meant to live in New York. I didn't mean to live here. Did you like living in Israel? Loved it. Why? It's great, Hannah. If we don't find you a man by 2023, when you'll be 30. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're going there and getting you a guy. Israeli guys, it was actually like... like like a little um, aggressive, aggressive. Very. <laughs> like they're like fighters very. and they're like passionate they're very but don't you li- like i i know you're looking for a nerd right now no 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 i don't believe me i don't need a nerd but i do like calm energy because i do like f- calm energy too but i don't like the like american shit where he'll look at you for two hours at a bar and not say hi to you oh so israeli guys would be like hey you're I like that yeah it's like Dude, I would go there. Also, they're very handsome. A, they're very handsome. B, like I swear to God, I had such dry spells in college and <laughs> in high school that I'd literally go to Israel and I'd have like a line. That's amazing. Yeah. Also, you're blonde with blue eyes. Yeah, so I'm special there. So you're special. I'm special there. Here, I'm not. Yeah, here you just look kind of like a confusing shiksa. <laughs> but there it's like, ooh, and I'm like, Okay. Yeah, bitch. One by one. Okay, now And then my husband ruined me. all my shit. He was like, I met him like on my first week and I'm like, I'm doing rounds. Did you feel like 
he was potentially like husband material when you met him i yeah you knew i know i know i'm sorry Anna. no this is good it's, real. it's, it's proving my point it that is I, when i meet the right guy i'll feel it and it I'll is know. and it's true and it, as much as it's like how do you know and as much i'm like you know me for a little while but you know that i'm not like a kitschy person not at all like i'm not like one of those people that's like eh. i also yeah. wasn't a boyfriend person like i had two boyfriends i was single Did most you of the time get married you were no, young i'm not one of those people I'm like, not, I'm not. Did he want to get married? Well, no, we got married when he was 20. I was 27 when we got married. That's okay. not that young. That's not that young. So how did you know he was the one besides that you just knew? But it's, but it's like that. Like when I was supposed to go back to America, I know it sounds like a movie from like 1979. <laughs> when I had my ticket back, it was like, I can't go back. Like I. Like I'm with you this, were that crazy about each other. I, I just knew it was just one of those things. Like I'm with this person that I know that I'm going to be. When with. did you officially start dating? Like how long or you just once you start talking and stop? Well, I got to Israel legit in August of 2010, right after I graduated college. Like I said, had a ticket for a month, was supposed to party and have fun and be with guys and go to the beach. Good for you. I know. And then met him like the first week. He was super shy. And where'd you meet him? At a club. Did you go up to him? Well, I did like his look because he was like hipstery and I always really liked like the idea of a hipster guy, but I never like went he thought out. You'd with go and wo- <laughs> meet him in Williamsburg, not all the way. In That's what I'm Israel. saying. He does when you'll meet him, he does look like he could be like in Williamsburg, yeah. but he's Israeli. Does he have a beard? No, he had him like a mustache. Okay. He had a mustache. Mustaches are mysterious. They are mysterious. And he had like a hat and it was like a whole thing. Um, hats are ballsy. Hats are. And in Israel, they're ballsy. Yeah. He was like making, he was like making statements. You could picture it like so wrong. Yeah. Like the mustache and the hat. But it was just one of those things where it was like nice and calm and also like safe, but also like passionate and all these things that I was like I just feel really at home with this person I love that you said that because I love the word home however I feel like I haven't been able to get the best of both worlds I've dated guys who are like my best friends and they're like cute enough and then I'm like I feel so myself around them around them and then a couple months later the sparks are gone and I'm like I don't really care to fuck you and then there's the guys who don't feel like home and whenever I'm around them I feel like I'm on a roller coaster but they're so hot and I'm like when are they gonna text me and when am I gonna text them we're playing mind games with each other and so spicy but then I never actually feel comfortable yeah and I haven't been able to find that middle ground well I think you're gonna find it that's what I really think I think you're gonna find it because like if anyone should be like fu- like I should be the most fucked up about guys like my parents got divorced my dad's an asshole like I should be fucked up about guys yeah. and the fact that like so it does depend also, on like I who love you that meet. you didn't have to have all the experience to like know yeah. like people are like don't you want to date more but I feel like when you know you do know you do know um why do you th- think you have daddy issues well, like, I think I don't. Do you know what I mean? Which How is crazy. How did you crazy. avoid having daddy issues? Because a lot of us have asshole dads. I think it's a lot dads. of denial. They say this is when you grow in life is once you humanize your parents. Mm. Once you realize that they're not these, like, God-like people in your life. That and that you just don't, people. A, you don't have to make them impressed. You can get them to admit that they made mistakes. Yeah. And you don't put them on the pedestal. You don't put them on the pedestal. When did your dad pass away? No, he didn't. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I don't mind. I actually, like, don't care about him, so I'll swear on him, you yeah. know? I'm, like, 
a superstitious person, so I won't like swear on anyone if I don't want something bad to happen to them. But I, um, when I used to lie, I used to swear on my dad and lie. <laughs> You're like, hey, can, can I can I swear on this lie? I, I would just be like, I swear on my dad's life, okay? Would oh I joke God. about that? And then I wouldn't care if, like, you know, in the superstitious <laughs> world, in a world where superstitious. So why happen. do you hate your dad? No, I don't actually hate him, which is weird. Like my therapist would be proud, but I actually don't talk about him in therapy, which is even weirder. Yeah, you, you um, should unpack that a little. Sometimes you don't need to. You know what I mean? Okay, I like he, this. Basically, my parents got divorced when I was seven. Mm-hmm. And since then, he was just like not in our lives. Like not financially, not presently, not spirit. Like he would pop in and be like, hey, babe, you know, and it's like, hello. And sometimes we'd give him the benefit of the doubt, go for coffee, like whatever. But Did I think. get a new family? He died. He had a new wife, but very like him and his wife against the world type of thing where I don't think even she kind of like gives her kids enough attention. Um, Is are they in New York City still? No, he moved to California. I think it's just like accepting that, like you said, actually makes sense because like you were saying how parents are people. So like if I tried to really understand him, I would say, okay. He literally doesn't want to have any responsibility for having kids. He had kids. He had seven years of them. Something happened to him, you know, in 1995 when I was seven. And he was like, I don't want that shit. Like, I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to pay for them. I don't want to like, I know it sounds super fucked up, you guys. I'm not saying it's not. But Mm -hmm. that's how I like explained it to myself. But if you if you try to simplify it in your head as like, my dad should be the perfect dad to me. And because he's not being like what perfect dads are in society, it must mean there's an issue with me. I but don't if you, look at it like that. If you humanize I'm like, him. I'm like, you're fucking lost. If you humanize it, you're like, this is a man who maybe didn't want kids originally. Yeah. His life turned around a his little. His life he, turned around. He had kids. Yeah. Then realized he was like, we all struggle with our own shit. Yeah. And like he was struggling with his purpose yeah and like you and for got sure in the and, middle of it. and and that's how and i'm like a, I have the best mom like we say happy father's day to her like she's the best mom in the world Aww. i know it's really cute and we're three girls and she raised us all by herself and she's amazing so it's like i don't and you know what if i grew up with him i could have had more issues hannah did you feel like you were less dependent on men because you didn't feel like you needed them in your life it could be but today i'm super dependent I know you get used to dependence quickly. Did you have any like trust issues with guys no. or anything? And I got cheated on in college and still I was like, who would cheat on me? I'm amazing. Somehow. I fucking love that. Somehow it didn't. How did you get that confidence in yourself? I don't know. It's fucked up because like I have other issues. You know, I have like anxiety and like things with myself. But in mm-hmm. terms of my confidence and that kind of shit, like I when I see on like reality shows, which like we've talked about a little on my podcast, um, people accepting cheating and shit like that. That's something to me. And it doesn't even have to do with my dad being a shitty dad. And he like cheated on my mom and shit like that. It's unforgivable to me. Like I'm, I don't know how people deal with that and how people accept it and how people are like, Oh, you just made out or like, you know, or you were just drunk to me. That's like number one in the world. I mean, Isn't the only thing that connects two people like the trust, the trust. How do you even, so I can't even go and explain that, but for some reason I have, confidence in that and I and and I don't look at my dad leaving as something wrong with me I look at something wrong with him and I actually feel bad for him until today do you ever feel like you're afraid that part of him is in you yes but only the crazy kind Mm. like because he's like crazy a little bit Mm -hmm. and I'm like I got his crazy but 
Isn't crazy kind of good sometimes? I know it is, Hannah, but it depends like, and I'm D with it. And I think we've talked about this too. Like you were saying your anxiety helps you like be um, more productive sometimes. And that's cool and good. And I've said it to my therapist before when I was, you know how like anxiety is a spectrum. If you have a little bit of it, you're like, I'm special and I'm deep. <laughs> if you, if I'm you have a little anxiety, you're like, holy shit, I, I feel alive. I feel alive. Exactly. Something. Exactly. It's like not being nervous before like public speaking. You'd feel like a, a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a you're hundred. not a human being yeah. with a heartbeat. Right. No, I I 100% agree that a little bit of anxiety is good. And I, and I told you this before, and I think that's why I connected with you too. I also think a little crazy is good because crazy is creative. Crazy means you're not thinking how everyone else is thinking. True. But until the point that it affects, like, if you're at, like, a, which I've had these times in my life where my anxiety is super high and I don't, like, feel physically too well yeah. or I'm not, like, doing the best I can every day, um, then I'm like, fuck this fucking shit. Yeah. You know? What do you think triggers it? When it's, like, high, high. Yeah. Just, like when I eat my brain with a fucking spoon and I don't know how to let go. Yeah. So like you can repeat thoughts in your head. Or like oh get my into God. Bad cycles. Oh my God. Get into bad cycles. Yeah. What's helped me is when people would say, you get I got into my head. I didn't hear that phrase until like mid twenties. And I was like, wait, that's me. <laughs> and before it was like explained, I didn't, I couldn't describe it. So I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was life. But now when I'm like, if you can differentiate and be like, oh, I'm getting in my head right now, or, oh, I'm literally having this obsessive thought, it's, there's part of a detachment that happens. And especially with your anxiety, too. You're like, oh, this is my anxiety. This isn't I me. love how you say anxiety, by the way. I say it well. You say it, like, really quickly, where, like, some anxiety. of the letting out. <laughs> I thought anxiety in the beginning was just, like, people that were stressed. I was like, that's cute. You're just fucking stressed <laughs> because life is happening. Yeah. And then, like... I was in a relationship that I felt was wrong and I felt stuck and I just like couldn't eat. And I'm like, oh, that's what all those people were talking. And about. now like if someone uses it, I was the same way. And now if someone like uses it, it's like, I'm so anxious. I'm like, no, it's use it right. You can't use it. Like all the Kardashians say they have anxiety all the time. They're yeah. like, I have like really bad anxiety. I'm like, do you Kylie? <laughs> like, I need to know. I mean, if Kylie levels does. Are fucked up. No, she's many true. levels. That's why when she up. said it, I was like, maybe she does. Oh, a hundred percent. She does. I used to just because someone is has a lot of money doesn't mean shit. She's no, anxious. 100%. I mean, she, didn't they get like a rib removed or something? Did they? I don't want to spread rumors, but there's a thing going on where people are getting their bottom that was a thing rib Mar- removed. That was Marilyn Manson. Yeah, but he did it to like freak everyone out. And I think they're doing it to literally be a Barbie be doll. No, I don't I don't know I if can't. all of them got it. I don't want to spread this rumor, but like, can we just stop it? Can we stop? Please, please. Going back to you. Just being independent and have being very confident. What gave you the confidence to think that like you could start a meme page that would do well? I went into it literally, you know, those thoughts when you go to sleep and you're like, like I literally write my memes like that. Like I'll be in my bed tossing and turning. And then I'm like, you know, when you toss and turn and then I'll write that thing. But <laughs> that's I'll, what I do. <laughs> but yeah. So I literally like, like to turn to my phone, like write the thing, save it and it means so much to me just side note when I'll do that. And sometimes I'll be, sometimes it doesn't always like fly, right? Yeah. It's not always like the most relatable thing, but when it does, you're like, damn son, you know, like half of me is like, you're so good that you like conveyed exactly how you feel and people so get it. But at the same time, you're like, 
It's so great that so many people feel like you do and you're not like alone you in this feel world. feel less alone. And yeah. when you post photos, it's not that same feeling. It's you're not. like, oh, these people gave me like a pat on the back. Yeah. Like, oh, you look pretty. Or, yeah. Oh, we like your outfit. True. But when people like your tweet, it's like they like your soul. They like your soul for real. And, and, and it means a lot to me. But when I started, I told you it wasn't like, I want to be the next like Instagram influencer. It wasn't like that at all. It was like, I'm reading these like memes I think I can write them. I think I can write them better. I've always written. I've had journals. I've had blogs that I like wouldn't let people <laughs> read weirdly, but I had. I have a lot of friends who would do that. Like blog and just like not yeah, and they'd share keep it. it. Private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did. And I was just like, this seems like a great way to express like so you enjoyed all my it. things. I enjoyed it. It came yeah. from that. Don't get into things for exactly. the money or for people had asked me the that. status. Exactly. People ask me, like DM me a lot of times, like, can you share any advice on how you started or like, how did you grow? And I was like, I literally, and it's not one of those stories where I'm like saying like it happened overnight. It literally did. And it's been. People want quick fixes, though. They're like, how do you get a meme page? But that's the thing. You can go ahead and buy a million followers. I don't know how, but you can. I didn't want to buy one follower because I would. I was like, that's not going to mean anything to me. I want to well, yeah, know. Your engagement and the people. You can't just start a podcast off a meme page that's full of fake people. Yeah, you want to have like real people that are reading it, that are relating, that are tagging their friends, that are sending it forward. And, you know... So it started from from like literally like my family following me to like mm -hmm. more people to tagging people to growing. And I think I just it was always pop pop culture related. No. So it started just with like the memes, like just with basically the not skinny, but not fat. A lot about weight, a lot about eating, a lot about, you know, that struggle that almost every woman like feels between like I want to eat ice cream all do you, day. Do you feel like you're not skinny and not fat? I feel like I'm not skinny and not fat. Oh, my God. Have you ever been just fat? Have you ever been just skinny? It's so funny. I love getting messages like you need to change your page name to just skinny. I'm like, thank you. Bless your soul. <laughs> Have a lovely day. I love you. Um, of course, I love like being told that I look great or that I look thin or that I look. I want to be Jamila Jamil and be like the most body positive person <laughs> in the world. But I'm not every day. You know, there are days where I think. I look great even if, you know, I have a fat roll and there are days where I'm like, ugh, like I should stop eating carbs. Like yeah. it happens, but I think not skinny, but not fat is like more than that. It's like a state of mind. It's a way of life. It's like, you're not here nor there and that's okay. You know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, there's something beautiful about that because I feel like everyone is either like, am I skinny? Am I skinny? Am I skinny? And skinny is not one thing. It's not one thing. And Fat is not and one fat thing. Is not one I thing. know friends who are fucking skinny that think they're fat. I know people who are fat who like carry themselves like they feel like they're skinny. Yeah. And also, I mean, with this generation, I wish I had that kind of body dysmorphia, the reverse one. <laughs> like I kind of have it in that, like, I just like, I always have had the same body type growing up. I've always had like a long torso, like. I, gr I got boobs in college, but I was flat chested my whole life, which is maybe why I had like a personality. But I've always had like bigger thighs. Like people call me Quadzilla and I had like a big what? butt. But like I was a tennis player. So that was like, oh, fun. So you, I was, so like, it was yeah, like, oh, you're so like, athletic. I'm athletic. <laughs> but that's my body type. I've never tr wanted to have a different body type. And then like guys who like my body type like my body. I'm not yeah. trying to look like someone else's body. Right. And it's like, I'm not skinny. I'm not fat. 
I'm me. Yeah. And I, True. I, I love that concept. I love it till today, which is so weird to like be proud of your thing because when I go on podcasts or when I'm asked about the name, I'm just like, and they're like, it's a great name. And I'm like, it is a great name <laughs> because I feel it. Till, so, you know, if I called myself, I'm sorry if, it, you know, basic bitch slays, you know, whatever the fuck yeah. you have on Instagram, yeah. I'd be like, okay, like that's dumb. Yeah. Um, but I really relate to it. And I think, um, I think everyone means, can relate to yeah. being not skinny, not fat. Yeah. Cause also everyone's going to tell you, you look good. <laughs> To an extent, like you know what, I, like except for like maybe like your mom if she's a bitch, like all your friends would be like, you look great, you look so good. Once I was with my friend, her name's Shira. She might be listening. Actually, she might she, be Israeli. She, might she is. Oh yeah. And we both. It was like the winter, and she like had the most gorgeous body. She's one of those people who I'm like her waist was so little but then she had like voluptuous hips but the smallest fucking waist and i remember looking at her eating her fucking bagel and i was like your body is fucking insane and i always like was confident with my body we had a rough winter and we were both just sitting together and she was like i think i gained some weight and like i was like i think i've gained some weight and we were both looking in the mirror and we were like can we be honest with each other for a second i'm like dude i think you gained like 10 pounds she was like i think you gained like 10 pounds no and i've never had that moment with a friend but we were like Let's be honest, we're both fucking fat right now. <laughs> and then we both were like, let's get better. That's you know, amazing. No matter what happens if a person's like, do I look okay? You're like, you look amazing, baby. Yeah, because yeah. it's really the mindset that yeah, matters. And also, like, you don't want to tell the wrong person the truth. Oh, God. You know I mean? But together, we both realized, like, we needed to be That's honest amazing. with each other. That's amazing. But how have you dealt with your, like, body, self-esteem, dysmorphia? Like, when did you start noticing your body as so not perfect? When I was, like... 12 I was fully developed like I'm not joking I got my period like that first. really is hard because you're different than everyone else no dude I got my period first like it was a tragic story I got it at my friend's house they all saw the blood they like told everyone at school like legit I was like developed and I was tall I was like considered tall for my age now I'm not tall I'm like super average yeah um but and and I wasn't and I was pretty thin like I was a thin uh, you know 12 year old but I think I was like getting older and I got a little bit of a butt and my lips row is like pretty mm -hmm. big and it started people started calling me like sexy like the word sexy mm -hmm. not hot sexy and being sexualized when you're young is so uncomfortable it's so weird and you know people would say like that I have dick sucking lips and people would call me sexy sexy and I realized that other girls are being called let's say hot you know, and I'm being called sexy and I felt like there was a reason for it. Also, you don't want to have sex when you're 13. So when people call you sexy, it's, it's it sounded like stomach people, turning. Yeah. Like a yes on that end. And B, I had a feeling that it had to do with my body, that it wasn't like stick thin yeah, and that it was like fuckable in a way that it was like, oh, like guys like something to grab onto. And yeah. like, it's also like Amanda Batula, one of my good friends in Summer House always says like if Paige or me wears a shirt, it's cute. But if she wears the same shirt, it's inappropriate because mm. she has like the biggest boobs. Oh my boobs. God, she has the biggest boobs. And they're gorgeous, but she gets upset because she's not always in the mood to be sexualized. Yeah. I remember being in my grandparents' house, realizing I was like getting boobs and getting very upset because I'm like, wait, that means now I'm like a sexual object? Yeah, I mean, I could imagine actually, like I'm not going to be like poor Amanda Batula, but like I could imagine having such big boobs and like it being like, annoying yeah I they could see that they called her she went on my podcast and talked about 
all the shit she's dealt with with her boobs, which everyone's envious of, by the way. Yeah. Like, everyone loves no, her boobs. No, because she's like super skinny and has big boobs. Yeah, like, it, doesn't, it actually doesn't make sense. But <laughs> anyway, so continue. So I'm just saying I was like, I realized that I like my body was different than my friends. I wasn't, um, you know, just like a, a flat wall board, whatever, mm-hmm. that I had curves that I had an ass that I like. Fucking flat chested 12 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm telling you, and then, you know, I've had, I had older people say to me, like, don't worry, like, guys love that, you know, guys love something to, like, hold on to. I know, I know, I know, I know, but I was young, I wasn't saying, like, no, you will not say this to me. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, a, I was, like, I liked making out when I was, like, 14, but I wasn't, like, sexual. Yeah. I wasn't. Which is healthy. Which is healthy, yeah. Um, but I realized that my body was like different and I didn't always like it. Like obviously I wanted to be skinny like the rest of my friends and I'm sure like struggled with it to an extent, but I was Hannah so overly confident in my life <laughs> to the point of like also like realize like reality. <laughs> like I I used to like at stages where I was like chunkier when I was yeah. younger, you know, and I had like the baby fat in my face and like I was feeling myself wearing. Remember when like high pants weren't the thing and it was like low pants that were the thing? Yeah, that's what we grew up with where whenever you sat your butt, your butt crack would show. Yeah, I would wear that and like belly shirts and like body jewelry and like literally felt myself. And so you loved your body like showing it off. And I look back at it today because I think when you grow up. like That's who I think you inherently are. What? The, the person you a, are when a you're con- a kid. A confident. Yeah. 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 I was. I mean, it's pretty confident for you to even have a page that says not skinny, not fat. You think? That's like talking about pooping. And it's right. like you're addressing the elephant in the True, room. True, Hannah. Never thought about it that way. But I think, again, when I realize it is when people say the name and they're like not skinny, but not fat. And then I realize that they're like calling me that and that I have to be OK with it because it's like the name of my page. Um, but it's like not skinny, but not fat. Like you're not saying you could anything. could be literally right. anything. So you're not. It's like saying nothing. It's like saying z. It's like one minus also, one equals zero. Yeah, like f- calling someone skinny is such a general term. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, twiggy first of skinny? all, people could think you know everything is so fucking relative. Like sometimes I think of that, and that's why I wouldn't want to define my my page or the name, uh, like you said, as something like literal. But mm-hmm. like someone ha- skinny bitches, right? Because someone <laughs> someone. You know, heavier could be like, how are you calling yourself? Like, not like, um, like you're skinny or someone could be offended because they're skinny and be like, you know, it's like, it's such a relative thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you remember those magazines like 17 magazine or Cosmo and they're like dresses or bathing suits or pants for your body type. And it's always like skinny, athletic or curvy. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not the three body <laughs> yeah. types for the world. Right. It's just not right. Like I would say I'm like. I'm like athletic in the arms, like sometimes skinny in the waist, depending on how I'm eating. And then like curvy on the bottom, but then athletic in the calves. Like, what do you want? What is I that? I love when they use just like regular people and they don't say it's like regular people. You know what I mean? Yeah, They'll like use it, yeah. a curvy model and not say like Curves. curvy. Yeah. 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 That's important. Just like, you know, I talked to my sister about the most like basic thing once. I was like, why are models 5'11 and... <laughs> 100 pounds like doesn't it make more sense for a model to be like five five mm-hmm. like an average person because then you see the clothes how they're gonna how they're look gonna, on you yeah because otherwise you would feel like a hundred percent like what could i wear what kendall jenner wears like in my life also it's so funny when people <laughs> decide what 
the people who are deciding what hot is is like girls and gay guys like in the fashion industry <laughs> right like it's not even what straight guys think is hot it's Isn't not what insane? straight guys and it's definitely not what like dolce gabbana or like whatever fashion show kendall and Gigi are doing no think is hot like so we're I, not buying those clothes so i've talked about this a little bit on the podcast so i'm gonna be a little blunt have you had like disordered eating at all no i've had like um times where i've binged where i look back and i'm like thank god i don't binge anymore that was what gross. do you define a binge like literally like i remember uh when i started living with my now husband like he'd leave and i'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd be like, oh, no, the time you can go. <laughs> like, I just waited for him to go. And I'd, like, bring out the, like, Nutella and, like, and why are you laughing? It feels like it happened to you I before. Laugh. It's like a relate. I'm laughing because when you first start dating a guy, like, you're obviously distracted by, like, talking to him. Yeah. You don't eat how you normally eat because yeah. you're just, like, distracted. And then you're also, like, that's gross to have, like, to get, like, to be like, we need dessert. Right. But then when you get more comfortable. Oh, my God. Yeah. The thing is with him is, like, which is a story I tell like when we first met um, the the way I knew or like you were asking before, mm-hmm. like we went out, he drove me home and then he called me like 20 minutes after he dropped me off. It was like 3 a.m. He's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, always. <laughs> and then he picks me up again and we go to this sandwich shop um, in Israel, like sandwiches, like like a deli sandwich. People love eating sandwiches late at night. And he's like, what do you want on it? I was like, everything. <laughs> He's like, what sauces do you want on it? I'm like, all the sauces. (laughs) And I don't know why I felt so confident to be so disgusting. And literally, the sauces were dripping down my face, like Mm -hmm. Thousand Island, Mm -hmm. like aioli, just like all over me. (laughs) Aioli. This is some weird ASMR sandwich shit we're doing right now. No, but you guys, like, I love sauces. Like, I love it. And I was just, like, enjoying the sandwich. And I remember, like, looking back, I think he looked at me and he was like, that's so great and she's so cool and like that's great that she feels comfortable and I'm sure he's been with girls who are like I'm not hungry so it was nice but then again when we started living together it's like you like you said like you don't have your eating patterns yeah sometimes you want to sit on the couch by yourself and just like eat you know what I mean so and fart (laughs) so he would leave and I think like we had just moved from Haifa to like Tel Aviv. And again, me and new places, by the way, we don't do so well. Oh, you're like a cat. <laughs> it like, it takes me a bit. <laughs> it takes me a bit. Now, I realized it in retrospect. I'm like, and then we moved. And then it was super hard for me for six months. Um, Your therapist was like, this is literally A plus Z equals C. Right, right. She's like, you know, my, my Israeli friend who has anxiety says it well. Sometimes when I talk about my anxiety, but I don't relate it to the trigger, she'll be like, Amanda, it's hot. No. It's like the sun is out. You're hot. Like mm. connect the dots. You ever like are just freaking out. You're like, why do I feel so terrible? And then you're like, oh, I literally haven't drank water in eight hours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes things have like direct correlations. Or I'm that- like, maybe I shouldn't have chugged two <laughs> iced coffees in one sitting. Maybe that's why right now I feel like my heart like is going you're to jittering. explode out of my chest. Wait, did you really have two iced coffees? Oh, not right now. I did that um before like waking up hungover i thought it was cool to like drink two coffees and then i was like no i almost died i almost died um what's your biggest like current insecurity right now with you physically oh physically yeah starts physical and then it gets emotional but you are you confident in your body right now no i'm not confident in my body like right now right now i'm like amanda five pounds and he'll be the hottest thing alive well i love that attitude yeah but why were you really confident where was when did it no first of all 
you know, I am prone to like gaining weight. So my whole life is like a struggle. I want to be a little curvy and I love seeing a little curvy girls and I love different body types and I, you know, adore that. And I strive to be more like Jamila Jamil every day. Like yeah. I do, even though Jamila Jamil is really skinny. So like sometimes I'm like, Jamila, <laughs> listen, because she puts things up and I'm like, yeah, like reposed. And yeah. then I'm like. But Jamila, do you really understand the struggle? Do you exactly like, yeah. can you like, I feel like the, the, the leader of the March for some reason needs <laughs> to be someone who like you can relate to who's like a little chunky monkey. What's her thing that I've, I don't know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, you don't no. Jamila Jamil, you know, uh, the good place. Yeah. She's dropped dead gorgeous. She's like, uh, yeah, the she's Indian, like an Indian actress. Barbie. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I, yes. Lo- I like what she stands oh, so for. She, but so she stands for like um, um, body a, shame, anti body shaming. Okay, but also she's a model. This is I have a lot of emotions. No, so right you now. need to like look through this. She's you need to do stunning. some research. She's stunning, and she hates in the Kardashians for promoting like fit tea and shit okay, like that. Okay, well I like that she's speaking up for things. Oh my god, she does. She like writes in the comments like Chloe, what are you doing? You're better than this. Like I, that's the thing. Like I love what she stands. As long for. as she's not doing it just for likes. And she has an organization called I Weigh, where it's like not to care about what you weigh and like you're a person and like all the you know look into it but I'm I'm very into it I strive to accept my body more and more every day and you know what Hannah I wish that I could tell all your listeners and to myself every day be like Amanda you're perfect the way you are but we don't know but feel the list, that way we're not the- listening for that we're listening to relate to yeah. you so that people who feel the same way feel less alone like I don't want you to say Hannah I'm the most confident yeah like that's boring as shit yeah so it's I mean there are days where I'm like you know this is the body you were given this mm-hmm. is the metabolism you were given mm-hmm. and you want to live a good life and you want to eat yummy things and mm-hmm. you don't want to eat you know spinach all day mm-hmm. so you need to find that balance between knowing you're never going to be a twig yeah. and between being healthy and liking what you see in the mirror to the extent that you feel good about. Also, abs are fucking vain. Like, I'm sorry. I look Hannah, at people. I feel like you have abs. So I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I have like, like genetically, I kind of have abs. I knew it, you guys. But like. She doesn't understand. <laughs> I do- no. See this. I feel like Jamila. Like, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. But I, I take that back. You're right. You called me out. But I feel like. I'm not envious of people who are living the lifestyle that gets them out. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys, it's so Eating, hard. I, maybe it's because I'm Italian, but, like, I will never, I've never in my life Given been on pasta. a diet. Like, I've been on, like, I'll cut bread and cut dairy for, like, a couple of weeks because I feel like I've been, like, overindulging like crazy and I need to cut back and get yeah. back to normal. But I feel like everyone has that healthy weight that, like, your body feels in sync. And when I'm below that, I, I'm like hungry all the time. Yeah. I just think that it eating is stick. such a beautiful part of, it of really life. Is. It's Don't one of give the it up. amazing senses and like experiences. Also, dating is way more fun when you eat good food. I personally, I have a weird fetish. Like I love when guys cook for me. I think it's like the fucking hottest thing ever. I don't know if it's because I'm hungry or because like they're making something for me. I don't know. <laughs> but like I like to find guys who cook for me and then want to watch me eat. Like, yeah. That you were not right now. No, but I want a guy who I feel like I can eat a sandwich, and they're like so happy that I'm eating the fruits of their labor. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, I think, and I hope that this is most guys, but this is what I see in men. Obviously, like 
men can be attracted to a woman's body and they cannot be into someone who's maybe heavier yeah. than they like. But usually the guy won't notice your five extra pounds and nor does he care. Oh, guys don't notice if you cut your hair that's five what, inches. That's what I'm saying. Like those five pounds that I can obsess over. So like guys over, are either into you or they're not. Right, they're into you and or they're the not. And the fluctuation doesn't and, matter. Right. And you're, that's what, first of all, even when I start going there and I'm like, Amanda, like you need to lose like five pounds. And I'm like, if you need to just lose five pounds, then shut the fuck up. If you need to just lose 20 pounds, then shut the fuck up. Like we're all in a, in good also shape. Kinda, yeah. Good for you. If yeah. you just have those five pounds, it's like, yeah. So let's be a little well, more aware. First of all, you don't have to, you don't need to, but I think you also don't have to hate yourself. You don't have for, to. You can say, Hannah, I'd like you to lose five pounds and then not go to sleep feeling like a complete failure in all of your life just because you have those right. five pounds right. that you can get off. Right. I think that's what is the hardest part about your body is when you are disappointed in it, how to still love yourself. Yeah. Which that's why I'm jealous of people of all shapes and sizes that do love themselves at every shape and at every size. Because like you said, there could be the skinniest chick and you're going to think, wow, she's so lucky. She probably feels so good. And she could think she's too skinny and hate her body, or she could think she's too fat and, mm-hmm. and hate her body. So, you know, we, we all struggle with it. I'm pretty sure like 99%, like all, if I look at all my friends, there's not one per, one girl that doesn't think about what she eats, that doesn't obsess over it, that doesn't go through these like periods of, you know, wanting to lose weight and then gaining weight. Like we all go through it and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know and I, I mean? do think a lot of the time, all of us are guilty of obsessing over food when we're anxious about other things in our life. True. So it's like you're anxious about a dude and instead you're like, oh, my God, those nachos ruined me. And it's or like, the or the other way, Hannah, because sometimes I can be guilty like to myself if I'm dealing with other shit and I'm like, how the fuck can I think about like cutting up a cucumber right now? I'm so stressed about X just like heat up that. I don't know, mac and cheese, even though I don't really eat mac and cheese, but you get the point. Like it could go, (laughs) (laughs) it could go like either way. And that's what I'm saying. Like each, you can have months like that, months like that, years like that, years like that. You'll look back at pictures a year ago, be like, I was so hot. You'll look back at pictures from four years ago, be like, I was so fat. I think it always comes back to self-talk. Once you can control the conversation you're having with yourself, that's where you start taking control of your life. Once you can control how you react to things. You're allowed to literally eat a thing of nachos and have compassion. Yeah. You're allowed to be like, I know I shouldn't have done that, but I needed that and I'm not going to gain 50 pounds from it and I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight because I deserve that. Yeah. Instead of torturing yourself because you felt like you did something wrong. That's so, that's like the goal. Obviously, yeah. it's really hard to do what Hannah's saying, but that's the it's goal. It's hard, but if you can, if that's your goal rather than like making a lot of money, finding the perfect guy, if it's just learning how to talk to yourself... I'm telling you, yeah, your life will change. I'm starting to feel like who's the fucking inspirational Tony, whatever. I feel like Robbins, Tony you Robbins, are right inspirational. now. But like, if you're following that shit, then you're so no. But healthy, that's what Hannah. happened to me. I literally was in like a war with my own mind and learned how to speak with myself. I was a perfectionist. I was OCD. I was like, I've had anorexia, and then I literally just learned that you don't have to be mean to yourself, and it was like. Did you learn it by yourself or did I like, learned a therapist it by being by getting real low and the therapist help. But like if you become really depressed, other things stop mattering so much. Yeah. Like when we talk about your body, it's like wake up in the morning and be happy that your back doesn't hurt. Yeah. That you're that you're not so anxious and depressed. You can't get out of bed. Yeah. Like I think the thing that's is the you goal. need to live your life like 
and it's hard. I think I've talked about this on, on my podcast before, even when, when I get into mental health sometimes it's like, it's hard to live your life and be like, Oh my God. But like, there are people that are dying. Yeah. You know, like everyone has their own. Yeah. Like everyone, the thing is, it's like that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when she loses her uh, earring. Her earring, and Courtney's like, "Kim, there are people that are dying." Like, <laughs> obviously, if you sit back and remember that, but you can't do that, right? You can't no, every five minutes of the day. Everyone has their own burden and their right. own battles. Okay, we've talked about weight, and we've talked about your career. I know. We Let's should. talk about something lighter. Okay, babe. I want to talk about Bravo. Okay. Ha- look at her. Her face just lit up. <laughs> I've never seen her so happy. <laughs> what makes you a certified Bravo holic? Well, like, Bravo name me that. Yeah. No, for real. No, but they have, like, a program, right? Mm. It's not really a program. They actually, um, you know, and you know this from your Instagram and from your Twitter, like, opportunities in this world can come out of nowhere. Like, out of I'm nowhere. I'm not, like, shutting the door on the fact that E! News is going to call me tomorrow and be, like, host for us. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to make... Th- oh, you talk about that, too. You say, like, don't make your dreams, like, this huge thing. Make Like, make them seem attainable. Yes. Like... That was my dream since I was like a baby to like be a host of something cool. to like. So that can happen. You know, yeah. I'm in a world where and I'm not hustling. You're only confined by your own imagination. Yeah. Like, so let it all happen. Yeah. I even feel like even more. I think I thought this the other day as I'm like sitting on my couch and I'm like, I should be. I'm like, maybe start doing more about it. But I think that in this world because you're so out there like you never know who's following you it could be tomorrow the producer of fucking i don't know a new show in spain watch you in summer house and wants you to audition they think you'll make a great like and then sometimes you have like nigerian princes that are (laughs) saying they're going to give you money and those you shouldn't answer to so the bravo thing like you know i started we talked about my instagram like memes and then i uh, started watching vpr and i started recapping it and people were loving it and like on insta stories on, on insta stories and people were like people that didn't watch vpr started watching Would you tag with me the cast at all i wasn't isn't that weird no because sometimes you want to feel free to talk shit and not yeah. be like i'm talking shit but then i found out that katie maloney schwartz is following me luckily i didn't talk any shit about her but today i pay very much attention like i'll never write something about katie and I love her. Because she's your OG. Because she's my, like, she follows me on Instagram. We're Insta-friendly. Does anyone else follow you from VPR? Sheena, Sheena. So I don't, now that Sheena follows me, I can't talk about Why? Sheena. Why? But I feel like you can't change your brand voice. I can't. And I'll be like, oh my God, Sheena, did you really just say that? But before, yeah. I was being a little harsher, Hannah. Yeah. I was like. I'm just saying that if everyone starts following you, then what no, are you going to do? Just, but the thing, pit, no. just sugarcoat everything? Because <laughs> no. we're talking about Vanderpump rules. <laughs> It should win an Emmy. Started from the beginning. Witness season one Stassi. It's amazing. Oh, yes. But we were talking about the certified Bravaholic. So I'm saying I recap Vanderpump Rules because I put up a clip about it. So many of my followers liked it. So I was like, okay, do you guys want me to like recap it as I'm going through the whole thing? They were like, yes, we did it. Self-proclaimed myself VPR ambassador. <laughs> Loved it. Um, Love a self-proclaimed title. <laughs> Which like it. no one uses but me. <laughs> and and one time this uh, girl was like, how can you call yourself that? Like you're seven years late. And I'm like, hey, I can call myself that because I made it up. So like I call myself um, the video a manager at Betches because I was the only one there at the time. And <laughs> You're I was like, like chief video manager. I was like, I manage my own emotions every day, you <laughs> assholes. So fuck you. You can call yourself whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So and then one day, like, Bravo emails me and they're like, we want to invite you to Bravo as, like, an insider person that, like, influences in the Bravo world. And I was like, they literally, like, saw my VPR stories because, you know, my like posts aren't about 
Bravo. You know, my posts are memes. But you sometimes have memes with Bravo people in them. Not really. Okay. So that's the thing. Shh. Don't tell Bravo. Because when I got there, you know, there were, you know, hosts, like um, people that had like radio shows about Bravo shows, people that had Instagrams, Bravo Instagrams. Um, So I was kind of unique in my niche, which I liked. What's your favorite all-time Bravo show? Vanderpump Rules. What about like before Vanderpump? Housewives. We got positive, but now we're getting back dark. Oh, no. And now it's time to wrap shit up with the seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? As she's stuffing her face with blueberries, what are you greedy about? First of all, I'm greedy about my time. That's healthy. Have you always been like that? Yes. Like, I'm jealous. If we become friends IRL, which I really hope we do, you should know one thing about me. It's like really hard to schedule with me because I'm like so greedy about my time. Um, It took us four weeks to schedule something because i'm also recently greedy about my time oh yeah because i i don't realize it until i'm like completely burnt out that i'm like oh maybe i shouldn't say yes to everything everyone asks oh, me that's to do good i'm like the opposite it's like hard like i know at the end of the day that if i go out with you or like if we meet then i'll have a lot of fun i'll come home i'll be like of course that was better than sitting on my couch yeah but when you're busy like i feel like so many people get coffee with me to be like i haven't seen her in a certain amount of time i should sit oh, down i hate that i hate, that, I hate shit. that no listen that so i think my answer was really good and i meant it because <laughs> what you just said like you were you were saying at the beginning of the podcast like cutting people out is like your favorite pastime so like i don't need more people that i need to meet once a month to be like how are you how's work like that to me isn't friendship friendship to me is more than meeting is like if you know, we send each other funny things throughout the day or you tell me something that happened to you and I tell you like blah, 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 more than like those friends that are like, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, let's catch up in three weeks. Honestly, small talk, small talk can just go suck a dick. That's all I feel. Yeah. Moral of the story. Yeah. And don't get coffee with me if you just want to like check me off your bucket list is what I'm saying. And don't. Yeah, please. Who are you envious of? A specific person? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't think I have a specific person. Besides Jamil Jamil. Well, I am envious of Jamila Jamil, except like she has like a billion like issues and, and actual like health stuff and things that she's talking about. But I'm envious of people who are successful, who are um, You're successful. I know, but sometimes I I think we talked about this before, like I sometimes compare myself a lot to other people Mm -hmm. um, that let's say started the Insta game in 2010 and have a million followers, (laughs) you know, like, cause I feel like you should have a million followers and I should have a million followers. You know, I feel like we maybe just didn't hit the iron wall. Do you think Instagram doesn't grow now? It might. It might. You don't grow in followers. It might. First of all, I grow and you grow and like we grow. We all grow. But I heard from but my not friends. not like that. I've had influencer friends like from last three years saying that the rate they were moving, they should by now be at a million. Uh-huh. And then it just died. First of all, that's from, depressing AF to me, babe. It's the algorithm. But like, also maybe it's a good thing that we're all not running around with a million followers. Because. You think? I mean, we'd be on a yacht. I know it's going to sound super like um, 
thirsty, but it's more in the sense of like, I work really hard on my Instagram and I work really hard to maintain it. And it's like a maintenance thing. It's like, you know, post every day, like make sure you're answering, you know, DMs of like whoever you want to need to answer, like that you're interacting, that you're giving new content. Like you can't just like expect people to follow you. You need to give them something in return. Um, You know, that's why I can tag tomorrow, like someone you know, not interesting and no one's going to go follow them or I can tag someone interesting. And because they're interesting, people are going to want to follow them. So, um, so I mean that in that way, I mean that like, you know, that I feel like my content is good enough to be where some influencers that started the game that are pioneers Mm -hmm. in their own right, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and and they deserve that for thinking of it before me, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I'm jealous of those people that they thought about in 2000 and, you know, 14 or whatever. But for all we know, there's something else getting started that we could look for. We should Apparently TikTok. TikTok? <laughs> but it's all like fucking 13 year olds. No, it's like it's no. And everyone's like, go back to YouTube. And I'm like, I'm not editing seven minute videos. I'd rather kill myself. Yeah. What are you gluttonous about? So this is different than greed. Glutton is like overindulging. Um, I feel like if I'm gluttonous about anything, it's maybe like too much reality TV and being on my phone. Amazing. Yeah. That's boring. Sorry, guys. No, but Bravo, I love watching Bravo because when you watch MTV or like VH1 for too long, you really have to take a shower after. (laughs) But Bravo, there's that like cleanness to it where it's really fucked up, but it's not so like smart of you. Do you agree though? I like 100% Bravo still, you're like, oh, like moms in the Midwest watch this too. I 100% agree. Like (laughs) Jersey Shore, I remember I put it on once because I wanted to show my husband like, look at how fucked up this is. Which I love, but like Bravo. But 100% like you watch it and you're like. Bravo, you're like, is this educational? (laughs) (laughs) Bravo was so good. When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? Oh my God, babe. I get so angry, which like it doesn't sound like it now because I'm like really chill today. I know I'm like chill today. What was the last time you got pissed off? was actually like a work incident. Um, I hate, which is why like I freelance and I do like my own thing because I have a problem with like authority. So <laughs> I have a problem with authority You too, do too. 100%. So like if I get, first of all, I've cried at like every job that I had because like if a boss talks to me in the wrong way, mm. it could pinch something in my body where I just can't accept it. Yep. Like I would never work for someone who treated me badly and a lot of people do i've had bad coaches terrible bosses i've been through it so you've been through it but now you're like i'm never gonna be be, also because i'm hard enough on myself i don't need an egotistical boss all i need is a boss to support me with like the platform and like the resources i need and now i can do that on my own yeah yeah. I've never wanted a boss. I hate bosses. I hate bosses too. If I'm ever a boss, I hope that I learn from all the mistakes from my old bosses. Yeah. But and you most can bosses like, are just like egotistical creeps. Yeah. So I had like an altercation with someone that I was um, working for and I love I, an altercation. That makes it sound so aggressive. <laughs> it was. No, I cried. That's not aggressive. Yeah. But the wrath, like if I could scream at him, I would. But it was I've, just like. I've screamed at bosses before. Really? My last bosses. I cr- like I felt like I cried and when I was crying I was saying the things that I would have screamed like I was saying like so you can't treat me this him. way you can't say this to me like I and it's it's you know I I you know my mom asked me after she's like Amanda couldn't you like not cry like why'd you cry I'm like if you have to know I was on my period mm-hmm. but like I could like I cried because it hurt my feelings I cried I've because had, it made I've me cried angry. in front of bosses who have then called me unprofessional 
or like too emotional this is from women and i'm like sorry this is my livelihood and i feel like i'm getting fucked over right now that's how i felt and like and i'm so i'm so passionate and at one point i'm like would you rather me say cool i don't care and walk out yeah i'm so i'm such a passionate person and that's why i think like at the end of the day if i'm gonna be so fucking passionate i might as well do it for myself Oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. And that's what I I think like when I've worked for other jobs and like I can do the job and like I'm smart and I'm quick enough to do it well, but I'll never do it like for something that I'm doing for me. And I think as a person, you either know that you're, (laughs) you either know that you're that type of person or not. Like it's okay if you, if you love your boss. Oh my God. And it's okay if you love a nine to five. If you love a nine to five, it's amazing. We're jealous. You get to go home and like, you get health insurance, like fuck shit, man. When was the last time you were a sloth? So like really lazy. Are you lazy? You're asking it like you think I am. I was wondering. Oh, you were saying it like, are you lazy? I feel like you you're projecting onto me right now. No, I shut the... No. <laughs> I actually, I'm not a lazy person at all. Yeah, because you come from a war-torn country that <laughs> puts everyone in the military. Like, you guys are lazy. Yes, like, I, you know, if we have a dog, my husband will be like, I'm not going to, like, I don't feel like taking... Like, I never mind taking out the dog. You know what so I mean? So you, like, do you, are you a morning person? I wake up fine, yeah. I wake up fine. I'm ready to go. Do you drink coffee? I drink coffee in the morning. Maybe I shouldn't. It gets my heart rate going. When was and the last then I'm time like, you were like lazy though? Like had a day where you just watch Netflix or Bravo? Babe, like every weekend. Are you kidding? Okay, so what the weekends you, you let yourself be like. Of course. <laughs> this is the toughest one. No, when these was, are all tough. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? So like, do you have an ego? I do. I have a really big ego. <laughs> she got a big ego. I try. First of all. I admit it, but I don't like when other people say it to me. You know what I mean? That is getting your pride in the way of something. You're like, I will tell you if I have a big head. I I think the only place that it can get, um, I think in work environments, I'm really good at not letting my pride get in the way of things. Like at the end of the day, you're paying me, you know, I'll cry, I'll get offended, I'll leave if I want to, but I'll I'll put it to the side. I think in friendships, it could happen to me Mm -hmm. a lot because I'll be like, she didn't answer me, like, I'm not going to answer her or, you know, um, you know, she didn't call me for my birthday. I'm not going to call her for her birthday. And it's petty as fuck. I was about to say, like, you are a petty Israeli bitch. I am a petty Israeli bitch. You know what? But it comes from, like, my heart because... I I remember your birthday and I want to call you on your birthday, but it really hurt me that you didn't call me on my birthday. I am so bad with birthdays. I don't remember anyone's birthday. Really? I except like my parents and my brother. Shut up. Yeah, I think I might have just forgotten my cousin's birthday yesterday. Now that I'm thinking about it, but like for me, that's just not my priority. So in my head, yeah. I'm not like an evil person. But yeah. like if someone cared about it, they're like, Hannah fucking forgot my birthday on purpose. That little right? Whore. You see. But if you know someone for an enough years, then you know yeah. like what's important to them. See, like, I rotate friends like every six months. So that's what happens. But isn't it like, wouldn't you want your friend to be like, you know, I listened to your podcast. It was so good. Or you wrote yes. such a funny thing yesterday. No, I'm the first to like, support when my, to be a hype so girl support i just am like terrible with dates so no and that's I don't fine check Facebook so anymore. that's fine but i think like for me a lot of the times i feel like it's really you know alone it's lonely at the top no, no. <laughs> it's just like sometimes i look for more in people, in people. like i want you, them do you feel like your husband oh my was god able to fulfill you yes 
Oh, so he cares about the details and He's, stuff. He, and too much, because a lot of times we could just be each other's best friend and we don't need anyone else. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, wait, but I want to, like, be around girls it's and, like, have that. It's a good problem to have. Then you just invite girls on your podcast. And True. You're fulfilled. <laughs> Final question. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Like, sexually, even though I'm Marad? Yeah. Who's your celebrity crush? So, I don't know who my, like biggest celebrity crushes but you know who I lusted over recently so I was going through like my followers to see if like anyone interesting started following me lately <laughs> I sound so like um what's the word name droppy yeah um and then I saw that uh you know Craig Conover from Southern Charm yeah. so I was like wait why are you following me and then I was like why are you so fucking cute you watch Southern Charm? No. Oh my God! Watch Southern I Charm. Know, of course he's I know. cute. Don't tell Bravo. I I no, need to start you watching need it. To, the best season, if anyone's listening, yeah. is the sixth season because of this girl named Ashley. This season apparently is boring. You uh, watch all of them? I haven't watched all of them. All I know is season six. I've watched, and everyone but agrees not, it's I the best one. I can. Should I you start? You can a, start season six. Oh really? But yeah, Craig is hilarious and hot. So like, are you guys dating? <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, and I had just like the thought in my mind. I was like, if I was single and I saw that this like hot Bravo dimple guy was do? following me, I'd slide. Ooh, yeah. I'd slither. Go, this hot dimple guy is following me. Yes. Babe, I'd slither on in. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. So that was, yeah. She still got it. Um, so I love to end every podcast with the same question. What advice would you give to people to cope with your hell? I know Babe. I know First of all Someone needs to come On your podcast And ask you Your fucking questions Because it's so not fair So sometimes on my live show I turn it on me Okay good And that's her <laughs> way To tell you guys again about for, And I'm gonna come I'm gonna support you You have to come It's at Gotham Can you like re- Remind me Yes Okay Cause I do wanna come Where is Gotham It's Flatiron Oh, it's in the city. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. So everyone support Hannah. I'm really happy for you. Thank that sounds you. so exciting. But really have someone ask her like slothy questions, <laughs> all the fucking gluttonous shit. Like ask her, <laughs> make her. Make her cry. Make her cry. Um, what advice would I give? You know what? I'll give the advice that I think I need to give to myself right now is like, and we were talking about it before. It's like, we all go through shit. Don't be hard on yourself. That doesn't help it, right? So if you're going through X and then you're going through it, right? It's happening. It's real life. It's going to happen anyway. But then to top it off, you're being hard on yourself. It's like the dumbest shit. And and it's not easy. Like I have to say this to myself, like Amanda, you're going through this. Go through it. Being hard on yourself is adding this extra layer of shit that you don't need. And it's making it exponentially worse. So Mm -hmm. if you can, like you said, the self-talk thing, if you can remove that layer and be kind to yourself and let yourself deal with whatever you're dealing with. Sometimes those bad things are happening so you can realize what good things are and you'll actually be happier in the future. Like you need the bad things to happen. Sometimes be like, great, something bad happened. That means something good's going to happen. That's a really positive outlook. And I feel like you're just like positive penny today. I'm kind of positive because I've like slept in and I feel so refreshed. That's amazing. Cause that could do the opposite. Me without sleep. I'm like, life is terrible and I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) She's positive penny. Everyone don't let her fool you with burning in hell. She's, you need to change it to like, heaven is good. I I know if I, I started to like get a lot better talking to so many people and then 
Carl Radke was like, what is it, cooling in heaven? I'm like, shut the fuck up, Carl. You're so annoying. Um, but also, if you guys are like love this podcast, screenshot right now. Tag not skinny, but not fat. Tag at being burns. Follow Amanda Hirsch. She is the shit. Thank you, Hannah. Listen to her podcast as well. Listen to our episode if you need more of us. If this wasn't enough, because it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. Um, and I love you guys so much. Is there anything else you want to push or promote? No. You know just, what? She's a simple gal. Visit. I'm a simple gal. Bye. <laughs>